up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I'm your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB. And uh, today it is Tuesday. It is August. Uh, what day is it here? It's August 18th. It's about six o'clock in the evening. Uh, we got added practices and a lot of stuff going on. A lot of moving pieces. A lot of things going on uh, with viral videos on Twitter. I've seen guys make plays and just looking at all kinds of new stuff that we haven't been able to look at lately. So. Uh, it's an exciting time. Uh, a lot of people are going to be doing their fantasy football drafts in the next coming weeks. So there's a lot to get over, uh, a lot to get through, a lot of news coming through. And uh, I think I'm going to, this is not going to be a mock draft video. This is going to be basically just like a kind of news update video. We'll look at some of my rankings updates, players that are moving up and down. Uh, I want to show some things that I find useful when I'm looking for my fantasy football news during this time of year, because there's just so much. So it's kind of hard to uh, to see where to look at everything correctly. So uh, I'm going to start, though, with one of my favorites. Uh, this is probably how I, w- like I wake up and I check my email and I get these, uh, these football guys emails. If you've never been to footballguys.com, um, you can subscribe to them. They ha- it's a, you know, there's like a monthly fee or it's like a yearly fee for their, for their website. But they have an email newsletter where if you just hover over news and you click on email updates, you can enter in your email address and your name. Otherwise, they do have all the files here. And uh, let's just open up one of these. But I mean, just I open up Gmail in the morning and it's there waiting for me. But they got a bunch of links and other things you can click on. Uh, But they kind of give you a bullet point uh, news blurb uh, to kind of get you going. And then they'll actually talk about it a little bit here. So, um, so yeah, we're just going to kind of rifle through some of the news that has been happening this week. So Nick Chubb, I guess he's number one here. He may have a concussion. It sounds like he is going through concussion protocol. He got tackled around the neck. Uh, it was yesterday by, uh, I can't remember the first name, but his last name is Mac, one of their, their younger uh, linebackers, uh, tackling around the neck. So Nick Chubb, uh, probably not going to be practicing for a while. We'll see if he can stay away from his concussions during the season. But this is making uh, Kareem Hunt's value a little bit more you know, worth the while in the fifth round. So uh, I've been doing some best ball drafts lately. I've been grabbing Kareem Hunt in the fifth round. I, if you've watched my videos, you know I love Nick Chubb. You know, somewhere in the early second round, uh, so it's a big deal to to see concussion pop up for one of your 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 hammer running backs. So I hope everything's okay with Nick Chubb, but this is making Kareem Hunt a little bit more value. I haven't updated the projections for Kareem Hunt yet, uh, but I mean, as it stood, I had Nick Chubb as my RB seven. I might have to peel back a little bit uh, of that, and then Kareem Hunt was down here as my RB twenty nine. So I think Kareem Hunt's probably going to move up here in the 24, 25 range for me. And uh, I mean, once you get to that fifth, sixth round. You know, he's got potential league winning upside. If anything happens to Nick Chubb or if he gets concussed again, uh, I mean, Kareem Hunt's taken over everything in that backfield. So he might be a guy to keep an eye on and just keep looking up for Nick Chubb updates. But again, this is the football guy's email newsletter. Uh, you can get him emailed to you every morning. So uh, there's a blurb here about the New England quarterbacks taking equal reps. I don't know if I like that. I think they should just commit to Cam Newton uh, getting all the first team reps and not be wasting the time. But I guess it's good for Stidham and his development. Uh, TJ Hawkinson still kind of nursing an ankle injury uh, from last year. He said it it's still not quite 100% as you see here, but he's playing through it. So that's good to see. He's going to be, if, if you want to draft TJ Hawkinson this year, uh, you have to keep monitoring his reports through camp. And if he can make it through camp, he should be good to go for what a lot of people are projecting a breakout season for the second year tight end. So um, just keep an eye on his ankle and we'll see what he can do in the coming weeks. Uh, AJ Green was another one. He's always, he's been so injury prone the last few years and now he tweaks his hamstring. Uh, we don't really know the severity of it yet, but he didn't, I know he didn't practice today. I'll, I'll probably be looking up for other reports and stuff, 
but I think he was on the sideline today. They're probably going to be really cool and chill with him the rest of practice, uh, you know, leading up to week one. So this to me is all signs are pointing to Tyler Boyd. And at the moment, I think I got Tyler Boyd as my wide receiver 25. This seems <clears throat> it's starting to seem low. I think I had AJ Green down here at 33. Uh, so they're in the same wide receiver three neighborhood. But if I mean, if, if AJ Green walks into the season unhealthy from the get go, that just doesn't doesn't sound good to me. So I'm I'm thinking Tyler Boyd's going to be a value for us in the sixth or seventh round. Definitely. This, if you can get Tyler Boyd in the seventh round. Uh, he's going to give you great value because he can be a wide receiver two this year, and he's basically a wide receiver three or four price. Uh, so Tyler Boyd's a guy that's probably going to be moving up my boards in a little bit here. Um, Chris Moore, nothing much here from the Ravens. Uh, maybe fourth option receiving. Uh, Gerald McCoy, that's, that's tough to see. He's going to be released too. He still gets like $3 million of his money, but uh, his season is over. James Washington, I saw an interesting uh, news blurb today from – uh, the Steelers talking about how they're going to be more two tight end heavy set this year, which is going to leave Juju and Deontay Johnson on the field. Uh, so if you're looking for a James Washington sleeper breakout, I would imagine Washington's probably going to be that third guy that's left off the field when they kind of commit to more of these two tight end sets. So I was snagging James Washington like really late in best ball leagues, which I still think is fine. He's still got, you know, four or five touchdowns in his season, potentially, you know, with the big plays. But uh, it looks like he's nursing here. It says an inj undisclosed injury, so we'll see what that's about. Uh, but just keep an eye on Washington and just kind of in the back of your head, file it away that we're going to see a lot of Eric Ebron and Mance McDonald on the field together, which could, you know, really boost the running game. Uh, so I'm into that. And uh, let's take a look here. And then we got Des Bryant working out with the Baltimore Ravens this week. So that's kind of fun to see. Uh, Des is only 31 years old and I mean, to be honest, outside of Marquise Brown, he could step right in and be the second or third receiver. He'll probably maybe rotates in with Miles Boykin on the outside and they, and they still have Devin Duvernay in the slot. Uh, but Des Bryant could be on our fantasy radar this year. So that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, if you're a Miles Sanders truther, uh, head coach Doug Peterson came out and said that he is the guy. They have not signed, uh, you know, a typical big veteran back that they've been doing so with Peterson the last few years. So at the moment right now, it looks like all systems go for a Miles Sanders takeoff. I've adjusted the numbers a little bit. Because when I was doing my projections, I had, uh, up until this week, I had a space filled for a free agent running back. I just had FA there. Uh, so I kind of had to remove those numbers and disperse them throughout. But at the moment right now, I've got Sanders going for over 1,000 rushing yards and over 500 receiving yards with 10 total touchdowns. Uh, and I think that's going to put him as my RB8. Yeah, he's my RB8. And now with the Nick Chubb worries, I might even take Sanders as high as seventh running back overall. Um, so Sanders is definitely a guy to keep an eye on. I'm, I'm, I wasn't a huge fan of Sanders coming out. I think he's got some things he can work on yet, uh, but volume is king. He's going to be a, a mainstay in the passing game for PPR league. So um, the Philadelphia off offense should be a pretty fruitful one for, for moving the ball. So I like uh, Miles Sanders' updates here. Uh, Ryan Tannehill with the day off. Uh, this is more of a dynasty stash, but Rodney Anderson was cut from the Bengals. Um, Making some moves. Uh, I'm trying to see anything else here. Uh, Jay Sternberger returned to practice from the COVID list yesterday. Uh, so, you know, he practiced today for the first time, so that's good. And then you got Preston Williams. It looks like he's working as a punt returner. And the one that I saw, so I also use Roto World, Roto World. If you just uh, Google Roto World and you kind of go to NFL Player News, that's where you're going to see a lot of good stuff. Uh, but there was a there was a clip on. Um, our guy Preston Williams here. Let me see if I can find it. 
So he's, he's been practicing without any restrictions. He did tear his ACL last year and they are without Alan Hearns and Alan Albert Wilson. So, uh, I mean, Preston's the clear number two there. He might even be the one, a one B situation with Parker being the one a and Preston, the one B, uh, they really don't have much depth at receiver behind these two. So Preston Williams is one of those guys, uh, where I, I don't know if I've tweaked my projections enough on the dolphins. I think they're going to be throwing the ball more than we think. Um, so at the moment right now, I got Preston as a, my 40th ranked receiver, which means he's going to be a wide receiver three, four for us. He's going to be flex worthy. Uh, and then I think I got Devonte up here at Devonte Parker at 24. So both of these guys are in play, but it's really good to see Preston Williams returning to practice without restrictions. Um, I'm going to go back here and we'll, so um, I guess that, that gives you a good idea of what uh, the football guys stuff looks like. Um, so we'll go ahead and close that, but yeah, go ahead and enter your email, sign up and get your free email. It's totally free. So go ahead and do it. Um, that's how it looks like in, in Google, uh, in Gmail form. But uh, yeah, we're back. So we're on Roto World. And uh, it looks like uh, this is a new one that probably just popped in now. But it looks like Auden Tate is impressing with the Bengals. If you think about the Bengals, how they're going to run. I mean, A.J. Green, we don't know what's going on with A.J. Green. We know Tyler Boyd's a slot receiver. And last year, this team, uh, out of any offense last year, they ran the most three wide receiver sets. So that would mean just I'm just taking A.J. Green out in my mind right now. And who's going to line up on the outsides if Tyler Boyd's on the inside? It's going to be Auden Tate. It's going to be John Ross. And then maybe T. Higgins. I know T. Higgins is, you know, he's dealing with some kind of injury right now. But it looks like, I mean, the future of the Bengals offense without A.J. Green would be Auden Tate, John Ross, and Tyler Boyd with T. Higgins mixing in between there. So Auden Tate, he had a really good rookie. Was he a rookie last year? I can't remember. Um, but he, he impressed me last year with, you know, the shoddy quarterback play that they had. Um, so yeah, he's a second year receiver. Um, he only caught one touchdown, but he did catch 40 receptions, 575 yards and a touchdown. Uh, if you look at some of his games here, he hit, he hit double digits a handful of times. Um, no hundred yard games, but he's hitting, he's hitting 60 yards, you know, pretty regularly, if not 50, uh, 91 yard here. And then some big target games here too. So he's not the most efficient with his targets because everything's kind of downfield with Auden Tate. Uh, but he's definitely a guy to keep an eye on. If A.J. Green's injury lingers, this could be a guy that you call up on waiver wire. Uh, I'm definitely not going to hesitate to add him if anything does happen to Green. So good news for Auden Tate. Uh, what's this Edo Smith blurb we got here? No Falcons running back can change direction quite like third-year back Edo Smith. So there's been some kind of rumblings about Todd Gurley's you know, knee. It's not going to be exactly what it used to be and I think that's something that we have to come to terms with Todd Gurley's not the same running back that he was two three years ago uh, so we have to be patient with Todd Gurley if you're not like I, Todd Gurley's kind of on my do not draft list because I'm just nervous about uh, the, the offensive lines young that's a it's a heavy passing team so Todd Gurley should get some passing down work and uh, if they get in the red zone Todd Gurley should be the guy um, but I'm just, I'm too nervous about the knee and with my second or third round pick, I, there's just safer options where I feel more comfortable selecting. And, uh, I mean, then, then you see stuff like this where Edo Smith, no Falcons running back can change direction quite like third year back Edo Smith. Um, so if anything does happen to Gurley, say he misses a week or two with something, Edo Smith is probably their best pass catching down back, uh, behind Gurley. And I think Brian Hill's probably more of their banger. Uh, but Ito Smith, man, he's he's a shifty little guy. Keep an eye on him. If you're drafting Todd Gurley, Ito Smith might be a name to remember. <clears throat> Looks like Daryl Williams was getting first-team reps today uh, with the ones here for Clyde Edwards-Alaire's day off. Uh, I don't know about Mitch Trubisky. 
Uh, Irv Smith was making some plays uh, I saw on Twitter here. If we just another really easy way for me to look up information is just go to your your Twitter and just t- search in a name, and you're gonna find some plays or some news about whoever. You can also click latest, and that'll show your latest news feed for that player. But uh, here's a play. Uh, we'll kind of replay here. Uh, it looks like. Michael Kendricks was guarding Irv Smith Jr., second-year tight end out of Alabama. And, I mean, he makes Kendricks, like, kind of fall and almost hold him. That probably would have been a penalty. And Irv Smith's able to pop out and catch the out route and probably go up for almost a touchdown there. So, uh, and Eric Kendricks – I'm sorry, it wasn't Michael Kendricks. It was Eric Kendricks. And I saw some stats about Eric Kendricks last year that I think he was the number one – coverage linebacker <clears throat> last year um let's see if i can find these quickly um i did see that though i thought he someone said he was the number one coverage linebacker and they had some stats posted and then you got the second year tight end doing this to him you know in the second day of training camp so herb smith is definitely uh he's more of a dynasty play i don't really know how much upside he has this year for fantasy he might be a streaming option but again he bumped up in my rankings I think he's got the ability to be the second or third leading target uh, in Minnesota. You know, Adam Thielen's going to be the number one target, of course. And then probably Dalvin Cook's going to, you know, flirt with almost 60, 70 uh, targets. Justin Jefferson's probably going to be in that 70 target range. And then I would imagine for sure, Herb Smith's going to out-target Kyle Rudolph this year as I get more comfortable with that. Uh, But the blurb here is talking about uh, experimenting with Herb Smith lining up outside uh, a little more often. So putting him out wide in the slot receiver spot. Uh, That could be another thing, too, that, you know, as they get rid of Stephon Stephon Diggs, this team's looking to evolve a little bit and get more of their playmakers uh, in good scenarios. So Herb Smith, uh, definitely a guy to keep an eye on. Looks like Alexander Madison's getting the bulk of the first team carries uh, with Cook watching. So that's good for Alexander Madison's uh, dynasty stuff. It looks like Devin Asiasi is doing it all in camp. That's what they say. Um, Lazar. I don't know who Evan Lazar is, but he's probably a Patriots reporter uh, saying start the training camp hype train with Devin Asiasi. I know I've got him in a couple dynasty leagues. Uh, I wish I really wish we had preseason this year so we could see these guys on tape and try to get some some early news beads on some of these guys. But this could be the guy of the future for uh, the New England Patriots pass catching tight end. So file that away. Uh, Mark Andrews, uh, just a, a kind of a note there. Nothing really happened with him. It looks like Michael Pittman Jr. and Paris Campbell are both uh, working really well with Phil Rivers in training camp so far, and that's really good to hear. Uh, but the, the big name out of the Colts camp right now is it's got to be Jonathan Taylor. Uh, everywhere, you, like he's, it's just it just seems like his noise is growing every day. <clears throat> so there's, I mean, there's articles about already showcasing his speed, his power combo, and uh, just there's pictures and some videos surfacing. Uh, of Jonathan Taylor just looking pretty swole here. So it almost looks like Saquon Barkley, you know, if you put that in the New York Giants helmet. So uh, I'm, I'm starting to come on to Jonathan Taylor. I know Marlon, but there's also reports that Marlon Mack is having a pretty good camp and looks really, looks really fit and ready to go this year. He's catching more passes. So I'm kind of torn on what to do with this Indianapolis Colts offense. I mean, you've got Philip Rivers coming in. You're going to have T.Y. Hilton as your number one pass catcher with Michael Pittman Jr. and Paris Campbell uh, as your second and third receiving options. You're going to have Jack Doyle and Trey Burton in the tight end room. Uh, but this team wants to run the football. So at the moment right now, I got Jonathan Taylor getting 200 rushing attempts and Marlon Mack at 150. And 
I've been changing these numbers by about five uh, every you know handful of days for like the last few weeks. Where I think I started at almost a like it was like 170 to 160 split or somewhere in that range. But I just, I keep shuffling more carries to Jonathan Taylor. So at 200 um, at 200 rushing attempts, let me see what that's looking like. Get a phone call here. Um, at 200 rushing attempts, that would be. 12 and a half carries per game. That seems kind of like a floor game for him, but I also have a handful of catches in here too. Um, so at the moment right now, I have Taylor pegged for a 12 to 15 touch guy. I think he strikes in as my RB 22 right now. Uh, but again, he's a guy that's moving. I see him in the third rounds of drafts. And I mean, if, if I'm being real, I probably would take the upside of Jonathan Taylor over a guy like Todd Gurley, over Leonard Fournette, maybe even Chris Carson maybe even over Ronald Jones. So I think Taylor could be a top 18 back this year, which is going to make him a solid RB2, and it really depends on those touchdowns. I got him going for 10 rushing touchdowns, uh, maybe one extra receiving here. And that Colts offensive line is so good. So uh, I'm, I'm starting to grow on Jonathan Taylor as being a quality RB2 back for us right away as a rookie. A um, couple other news is here. Vince Beagle, it's a defensive uh, linebacker for the Dolphins. Torn Achilles tendon done for this season. Uh, looks like Dawson Knox is improving as a blocker. That should help him stay on the field a little bit more. Uh, Knox is more of a dynasty play. I don't really don't know if we're going to be using him in redraft leagues. Um, and then this is an interesting blurb that I saw earlier today, too. It's about Josh Allen and Bill's wide receiver, Cole Beasley, has observed Josh Allen is starting to throw guys open a little bit this summer, um, saying that he's playing more confident than ever. He's making throws that he wouldn't have even tried to attempt last year. So, uh, you think about this offense with Stephon Diggs, John Brown on the outside, and Cole Beasley doing Beasley things in the middle with Dawson Knox, and now you got uh, two really good running backs with Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. Uh, this is an exciting offense, and if Josh Allen is, it sounds like the game is slowing down to him, and he's seeing he's seeing the field a little bit better and throwing people open. So I'm excited about this. Um, I'm probably not as excited about drafting Stephon Diggs uh, at his ADP. Uh, where it comes out to, I think he's my, I just, I mean, I have Diggs as my wide receiver 34, but I just, I can't see John Brown going away. And if anything, I'm still too low on John Brown. I got him as my wide receiver 50. Uh, but that means he could be a flex play for us some weeks, especially if he's going up against a not so great defense. Um, but I mean, at, at best, John Brown was wide receiver 23 or 24 last year. I think that's where Diggs's ceiling would come into play. Um, but you think about last year too, they really only had John Brown, uh, to throw the ball to and Cole Beasley towards the end of the season. And now you just got a few more miles to feed. So, uh, if I want to draft the bills, I'm probably just going to draft Josh Allen. So that's what makes this news blurb really cool is now he's got more weapons to throw the ball to. Uh, it's his third year in the league and I, I, everything looks really, really good for Josh Allen and the bills offense right now. Um, there's a note here about Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, being believed as the clear number one bat, uh, quarterback for the Dolphins. I did see some Tua Tagovailoa stuff, though. Um, there's some really good, just little clips of him doing some things. So padded practice, but uh, it's good to see him not being restricted with any injury concerns or anything like that. Um, looks like he's throwing the ball just fine. So that's this is what I'm talking about. Like if we could watch this in preseason, I think that would have been uh, quite the treat here to see some of these rookie quarterbacks, the running backs, and all the receivers that we saw draft uh, 
uh, you drafted. Um, Dante Pettis. So with the 49ers, uh, second-year wide receiver, uh, Tennessee, he, was, he played at Tennessee, also at, he was running back at Baylor. Jalen Hurd uh, tore his ACL, so he's missing his second straight season to start his career, uh, which means there's going to be some more you know, targets up for grabs as Debo Samuel is still not able to practice. So it looks like Dante Pettis, he had a really rough second year last year. It sounds like he's doing some good things in camp right now, though. Uh, but it also sounds like rookie Brandon Ayuk's, uh, uh, he's not easy to cover. It sounds like in man-to-man, uh, Brandon Ayuk can kind of do what he wants and get open pretty quickly. I did hear he had a couple drops on punt returns and uh, just some concentration drops. But it sounds like he's Brandon Ayuk could be the guy uh, to get you off to a hot start for a week or two. I don't know, as your flex. I'm, I'm still pretty low on Brandon Ayuk because I know Debo's going to come back. Uh, but I've been getting Brandon Ayuk in a best ball league as my fifth, sixth receiver, and that sometimes could work. I got him going for four or five touchdowns, so a handful of weeks he could start. Um, this is probably one of the bigger news blurbs uh, that I've seen this week is DeAndre Swift. I knew DeAndre Swift was good, uh, but then there's also, I don't know how I feel about this, uh, but on Johnson. I mean, on Johnson hurt his knee last year, and he's still got this massive knee brace. Like, look at this knee brace he's got on. I don't know when he's going to be able to play without that or when he's going to be able to practice freely without it, but that's kind of concerning when you see that. Um, it says it's just precautionary, but, I mean, hopefully that gets taken off soon. But the fact that he's got it on at the opening days of camp makes me a little bit nervous. They just spent really high draft capital on the Georgia running back here, DeAndre Swift, and it sounds like his work, DeAndre Swift's work in the passing game is not going unnoticed. So the, the blurb here is he looks very crisp as a receiver early on and excelling in one-on-one passing drills against defenders. Um, it's, I've also read that his, his pass blocking was, was better than anticipated. Uh, so DeAndre Swift, I'm going to have to probably go back and adjust some of my rankings here. Um, as it fell, I had DeAndre Swift down here at RB39, meaning he would have been a flex back most weeks. I know it's, it's the, the Detroit Lions running game, but that offense right now, it might be the best Matt Stafford surrounding cast that he's had in his time in Detroit. I know he had Calvin Johnson, but uh, just from a, a total amount of playmaker standpoint, you got Kerryon Johnson, you got DeAndre Swift, you got Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola, uh, and TJ Hawkinson. So that's a lot of a lot of good talent on that roster. And uh, the thing that I like with I know it's Matt Patricia too, which is kind of a turnoff, but. Uh, what I like about him is he he's actually been running the ball quite successfully there, running it for over four yards per carry the last few years. It looks like a really predictable, almost 400 rushing attempts per season. And then it's all about those touchdowns. So if DeAndre Swift can, can rack up four or five touchdowns and maybe one or two more on the ground, uh, that's where he can start to slide into, you know, to a top 30 running back as a rookie for us this year. So, um, and Kerryon Johnson just seems to never be healthy. I, I think I might be coming on to gambling on DeAndre Swift in like the sixth or seventh round of drafts. Uh, so keep an eye on him. Uh, another running back news here, Damian Harris. Uh, he's been getting a lot of work, a lot of work with the ones, the reps and the ones. So uh, I think Rex Burkhead was the other guy that was getting some carries and touches with, with the ones, but Sony Michelle is still out. I don't know when he'll be back. So they're, they're trying to get the second year, third round pick, um, some some good work with the practice team here. And I think it could be something to keep an eye on. But again, I wish we had preseason games, but <clears throat> I mean, as long as Sony Michelle out and Damian, Damian Harris is getting carries, uh, I'm super interested because I was, I mean, I was probably 
too high on Damian Harris last year. I had some shares of him in best ball leagues, and he just never saw the field. Um, but uh, especially with as long as Michelle is out, and uh, say Michelle is on the pup list to start the year and misses the first six weeks, you're looking at a backfield split between uh, probably Damian Harris, Rex Burkhead, and James White. James White's always going to have a role there. Uh, but it's going to be about who gets the goal line work, who gets, you know, the 10 to 15 hard earned touches in between the 20s. So uh, keep an eye on the second year Alabama product here. And I'm um, just trying to think of anything else that is popping up. We talked about Nick Chubb. Um, um, Steven, uh, T. Higgins has been sidelined with a hamstring injury. So I kind of touched on the Bengals at the start of the show. Uh, I really don't know if you can expect anything out of T Higgins this year. Really? He might be forced to play if AJ green can't play. Uh, but again, I'm, I'm seeing injuries line up here for the Bengals. That just means Tyler Boyd probably needs to be a part of our plan. Uh, and then I guess I want to talk about this for a little bit. If you're still listening, uh, thumbs up, uh, leave me a comment in the video and uh, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. But uh, I mean, we only, we got three more weekends um, until, you know, that those are our drafting weekends. So uh, at the end of this week, I'm going to be uploading um, my basically my cheat sheet where you can print it off and bring it to your draft. Uh, and the plan is I'm going to upload this every Friday. I'll try to get that in there so you can have it for the weekend. Uh, but if you go to the fellowship, fantasyfellowship.com, you're going to click on redraft rankings here. I'm going to put a, a button that says cheat sheet there and you can print it off. Um, and then basically you just need to choose your tab if you want PPR, if you want half PPR standard, uh, you'll have your cheat sheet there. Um, so go ahead and there, go ahead there if you want to look at the rankings and, and hopefully uh, you use it and we have a good season. Uh, but for the most part, I wanted to kind of just wrap up the show. And um, I don't know, I got my, I got, there's a lot going on. There's so much news to think about. I'm trying to think of any other players or anything that I've forgotten. But uh, I don't know, this is fun. This is probably the most fun part of the fantasy season because everyone's getting hyped up and there's so many things to be looking at. Uh, but I showed you guys some of the tools that I like to use. I'm going to be uh, updating. I have, I have some tweaks here on the on the, the pages here that I'm trying to get out. Uh, but you can, if you wanted to. Um, so I, I put all my rankings on the fellowship.com just with their fantasy points here. If you're interested in purchasing my 2020 projections document, that's got all the teams tabs here. Uh, you can't see it because it's kind of hidden by the bar. But I have a, a tab for every team and then, uh, once you get to the back of the end here, <clears throat> you're going to see quarterbacks, you're going to see running backs, everything's kind of in position groups. Uh, and then you can, you know, you have your, your filters here. Um, so if you're interested in purchasing, purchasing that, uh, there's a link for the Patreon in the description below. Uh, but yeah, I think that's going to do it for this video. My next video, I think I need to talk about uh, players that I do not like to target. I've already kind of mentioned some things. Uh, but I think I need to put a full, you know, 30 minute, 40 minute video out on some of the guys that I'm avoiding. Um, at some point, I'll put out another video where I'm, I'm kind of doubling, doubling down and telling you guys pretty much who I am targeting in fantasy drafts this year. Uh, so there's a lot coming up. And uh, yeah, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Thank you so much for your time. And I'll see you in another video. Peace.